This episode is brought to you by the Five Day Money Challenge. Get your stuff together with money and increase your confidence in just five days. Save your seat at WhitneyHanson.com slash money challenge and join in on the fun. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately about habits. You know, those things that we do that actually move our life forward or backwards sometimes too. They're not always great habits. But it's one of those things where if you actually become more aware of your habits and you start to understand what they are, it's not enough to just say, this is my habit. My habit is buying coffee. There's like an entire system that goes into figuring out what your habit loop actually is. So today we're going to talk about how you can actually identify your habit loop and ultimately how you can start to change your habits without being too extreme. So this all comes from the book, The Power of Habit. I think I've talked about this book many, many times. I think you all know that this is one of my favorite books ever, but it's really quite interesting. And I think the research behind it is, is quite impressive. So here's what I'm learning. 46.9% of the time that we are working is on autopilot. So we are literally running about half of our lives on autopilot without even having to think about this. And I'll give you like the most obvious example, which is when you're driving to work, you get in your car, you turn on the car, hopefully put on your seatbelt, always wear your seatbelt, and you start to drive down the highway to your job. Now, most of us don't actually remember driving. We don't have to like consciously think, okay, I've got to make right turn right here. It's just, it's a habit. We do it so frequently that I remember when I was driving to work and I was, I was commuting. I remember sometimes I'd get to work and I'd be like, how did I get here? Like, I truly don't remember driving. And I know that sounds so weird, but that's where our habit takes over. And it's for a good reason. Our habits are actually one of those things that allows our brain to go on autopilot. When our brain is on autopilot, we are saving our energy. We're conserving our energy for more important tasks. So it's actually really great. But think about this. Almost half of our lives are spent without us actually inherently thinking about it, without actively making decisions crazy, right? It's kind of interesting to think about. So the whole habit loop is really fascinating to me. Most of the time when we think about habits, we immediately think of the reward and the actual routine. So we think about, you want to go to the gym more. So you actually go to the gym. And then we think about the reward as you get a rock and summer bot or whatever it is you're working towards. But there's another piece that is actually more important sometimes. And that is the cue. So we're going to break down each of these things. So the habit loop is the cue, the routine, and the reward. And if you can get very clear on all three of these different loops and these different pieces of the loop, that's where you can start to make some really amazing, amazing progress. So let's start with cues. Cues are actually where our habits begin. And there's five primary cues that you really do need to pay attention to in your life. The first one's time of day. The second one is your emotional state. Third is location. Are you at work? Are you driving home? What is it? And then fourth is what you see. Fifth is who you are around. Okay. So if you understand all of these different cues, this is where habits begin. So let's go through the super, super basic example. So each morning I get to work, I open up my computer and I look at my inbox or my to-do list. So I've got tons of emails waiting for me every single day. And basically it's OPP, what we call other people's priorities are coming at you from every direction, right? This is typical email stuff. 
And so for me personally, I was a little bit overwhelmed. I'd look at my emails and be like, oh my God, I've got to reply to all of these people and they all need a response today. And it was extremely overwhelmed. Overwhelmed was my cue. That's an emotional state. So then I would just convince myself, okay, I've got to go get coffee. I just need one cup of coffee so I can handle this, you know, put my big girl pants on and deal with it before I get into all of my emails. So I'd walk down the street, I'd go to a coffee shop, spend a couple bucks on coffee and then back to work. So the actual act of going to buy coffee and then coming back to work, that's my routine. And that routine was triggered by my cue. My cue was the emotions right? I felt overwhelmed. So my form of being overwhelmed was actually procrastination. (laughs) So that's really what it was. But I was able to procrastinate a couple minutes longer and then have my warm beverage in my hand. That was my reward. So do you kind of understand this? This is really weird, right? The reward is the reinforcement of the action. So my coffee and my procrastination is me being reinforced that this was the correct decision to make. Now, This may not seem like that big of an issue, right? This sounds like a very typical Monday slash Friday for most people in the workforce, but it became apparent when I was actually looking at my bank account. That's when I noticed I was spending way too much money on coffee and that that current habit loop that I was going through, overwhelm, walk to buy coffee, procrastination, and then my coffee is my reward. Once I realized that it wasn't helping me with my financial goals. So I know I needed to change some things up, but Only once I understood that habit loop was I able to start to manipulate my behavior and you can do this too. So let's go through a quick example for yourself. So I want you to grab a notebook. If you are near a notebook and you can actually take notes, if you're driving, uh, maybe wait a little bit and go back to this episode, but think about it. So I want you to think through the cue. This is one habit loop for you. What's one habit that you're trying to change? Maybe it's impulse shopping. Maybe it's buying coffee. Maybe you want to be better about meal prepping. Whatever it is that you are personally working towards, I want you to write down that one specific habit. And then write down the cue. What is that cue? Remember, there's five. For me, it was an emotional state. It can be people. It can be all kinds of different things. There's five. Time, emotional state, location, visual cue, and people. So those are the the triggers, okay? Those are the little triggers that get us going. What is that cue for you? And then what is the routine? Is it walking to the coffee shop to buy in the cup of joe? That was me. That was an action. And with the routine, it's the action that's triggered by the cue, okay? So what is the next step in that process? And then ultimately, we're looking at what's the reward? What What's the reinforcement of the action? A lot of us are procrastinators. And when we think about procrastination, you're like, what is the reward from procrastinating? This is crazy, right? But in our heads during that moment, it's actually easier to procrastinate than it is to take action because action requires a change and that makes us feel uncomfortable. So procrastination for a lot of us is just comfort and that's okay. But if you understand what the true reward is, you can start to make different choices and changes. So that's really what Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit kind of taught me. It really helped me recognize that there was more than just the routine and the reward to my habits, that there was usually something else going on. And I think cues are probably the most powerful piece of all of this, because if you can change a cue, you can find success in any area of your life. And remember, if we're running 50% of our life on habit and subconsciously thinking about this stuff, if you can be more intentional, you can set a new standard so that all of those habits are on autopilot, but they're healthy habits and they're building your life in the right direction you're going to be in a totally different place six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, you won't even recognize who you are today if you start to change your habit loops in a positive way. 
And I think that's the really cool piece there is that for me, I enjoy buying coffee. I do. But I know that buying coffee is not more important than my financial goals. I would rather invest that money if I had the choice logically, but in the moment it doesn't feel that way, (laughs) right? It feels like I want the coffee now because I don't want to have to deal with my emails quite yet. And then of course, once I started to dig into my own habits a little bit more, what I started to realize is that my coffee consumption had absolutely nothing to do with my love of coffee, believe it or not. And I do love me some coffee. It was more about boredom or procrastination. I've gone through different phases of this in my life. So it's like I fix one habit and then another habit pops up and I have to face it. But that's, that's life. That's sometimes how it goes. But if I started to realize that it was the boredom trigger, I was shopping because I was bored. I was buying coffee because I was bored then I can start to, that's the emotional state for the cue. Then I can start to go through the routine and then the reward. What's the reward? Killing time, basically having something to do. So there's always something in there that if you analyze it enough, you can start to make really great progress. So here's what I want you guys to start thinking through. Hopefully you have your one habit written down. You've got your cue, your routine, and your reward all written out on a piece of paper. And then I want you to think through this. So this is like a Mad Lib style fill in the blank. When I blank, insert your cue, I will blank your routine because it provides me with blank the reward. When I cue, I will routine because it provides me with reward. So if you start to think through that and you start to like Mad Lib style this, you're going to find some really interesting areas for you to improve. And I hope that this helps you because habits are truly everything. And if you can control your habits and you can change the things that you think about on a normal basis, I truly believe you can change your entire life. So let's go through another example. One of the guests that we interviewed on this show, uh, Lauren Bowling, much, much earlier on, her episode will be linked in the show notes. She had what we would call a shopping addiction, right? She would go to the mall. She would go and buy all these clothes that she didn't really need or didn't actually truly I mean, she wanted them, but she didn't really need them at all, but she would still go shopping and buy the clothes. And what she started to realize is that's not a routine or a lifestyle that she wanted to keep up with. It was expensive and frankly, it was addictive and she wanted to do things a little bit differently. So when she started to talk with people about shopping and tried to get better, healthier perspectives of what she can do, what she realized is that she needed a different routine. So she was still going to go shopping. The emotional cue was still there for her. She still wanted to go shopping. She'd still go to the mall. But that routine of typically holding the clothes, going directly to the counter, checking out, getting the reward of like, yeah, I got my little impulse shopping in. I feel so much better. Got that little endorphin kick. That's normal. But what if instead she went to the mall, she walked around the store with the clothes in her hand five times, just walked around. And then after five times, it usually gives you enough time to kind of calm down and simmer and think about, do I actually really want these things? And usually we don't. It's just that impulse. If you can delay that that purchase a little bit longer, typically it'll help you and you'll start to save money and make different decisions. And so for her, that was her new routine. She still got to go to the mall. She still got to walk around, explore, hold the clothes, try on the clothes, get the feeling as if she was shopping without actually making that purchase because she would walk around with the clothes in her hand five times around the store. And that was enough time for her that it would kind of trigger that she didn't actually need that. So it was really fascinating to see that that's how she dealt with that. I've already talked about my coffee consumption and how that was my my big thing was it wasn't even about the coffee. It was about leaving the office so I didn't have to stare at the emails. And so I think it's 
it's one of those things where I hope that this helps you and I hope that you can start to see different areas in your life that you can improve. And ultimately it's your choice, right? Habits come down to, are you comfortable with the habits and what life they're creating for you? And if you're not, you are in control. You get to say, no, this is not okay with me. I want to do things differently. No, I don't want to spend my money on food all the time. I'm tired of eating away my retirement, literally eating away my retirement. We get to be in control. And for some people, that's a very scary feeling. If it's scary, I encourage you to just chunk it out exactly as we've detailed throughout this episode. Break it down. Keep it super simple. This does not have to be super complicated. The only thing you have to do is focus on one thing. Are you going to change the cue, the routine, or the reward? And once you understand that, you can start to really make some big, big changes in your life. I hope this has helped you. I know that the habit loop has been game changing in my life and it has made such a big difference. If you want to check out the book, The Power of Habit, I think it's incredible. It details some really impressive examples and goes into a lot more detail on all of this stuff and all the research and, and anecdotes and analogies behind it all. It's fascinating. I think you will love it. It's hands down the best book I think I've ever read in my entire life. I truly believe that. So I hope you, you check it out and then start to let me know what, what are the habits that you're hoping to change? Is there one specific thing that you can do better or differently that you can train yourself to go on autopilot so that your life is a completely different life years from now in a very positive way? Now, we've focused a lot on positive habits here, but I just I, I think it's worth noting that this also works for negative habits. Whatever you're doing that's not serving your life, it compounds. Just like interest compounds over time into hopefully a lot of money, the bad stuff also compounds, right? So whatever you're doing every single day is going to create the life that you live. It's true. I think we all see this. If you are smoking a pack of cigarettes every single day, you're never going to the gym, you're buying fast food for lunch instead, you are probably going to be very unhealthy. You're likely going to be overweight. You will likely not have any money in retirement because you feel like you can't afford it because you're eating your money and smoking your money every single day. So that's just one simple example. But those little habits, just smoking a pack of cigarettes may not seem like a big deal but it does trickle over. The other piece that I really want to illustrate here is through the habit loop, there's one thing called a keystone habit. And a keystone habit is one of those habits that trickles over to other areas of your life. So for example, if you are tracking your spending every single day, you've got a little journal. Every time you make a purchase, you jot down what you spent money on. It starts to compound. That simple action of just tracking, just writing it down, not even changing anything yet, just the simple action of changing gives your brain the ability to see what the heck is actually going on in your financial life. You can look at it and you can say every day at 8 a.m. I'm going to Starbucks and buying my venti caramel macchiato with a double shot of espresso, <laughs> whatever your, your drink of choice is. And if you're seeing this and you're seeing it every day at 8 a.m., this is the purchase. And then every day at 2 p.m., you're going to fast food because you only have 15 minutes in between. You know, you've, you've got to go and check your email and then you've got a meeting right after. So you, you have to get something really quick. When you start to see, not judge, not shame yourself, you just start to just watch, just observe what's truly going on in your financial life you can actually make better decisions. And so that simple act of just tracking, just your, your expenses, that's it. What that keystone habit does is typically that habit will trickle over to other areas of your life as well. They find, find this to be extremely true when it comes to fitness or weight loss. When you are journaling your food and your water intake, 
then that simple act typically makes you want to do better. You start to make really tiny little changes like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit better. Maybe I'm not going to eat out for dinner. Instead, I'm going to go home and cook something a little bit healthier. And that one little habit switches into another one. It compounds. Okay, I'm not going to go to the gym five days a week, but I can go three times a week. The three times turns into four times. Pretty soon it turns into five times. And then pretty soon it trickles over to your finances. When you do better with your body and your health, you tend to feel better in general. You're more confident. You're more comfortable. You feel like you can just take on the world. It's a very great feeling. And that trickles over to other things. So the habits that boost your confidence directly trickle over to other areas. So keystone habits are absolutely critical. Those are the habits that you can work on that will compound and do that domino effect or that ripple effect in your life and eventually touch every single area of your life. It's amazing. So definitely pick up the book. I know I've said this like a million times, but it's so good. And I think it will truly help you on your journey. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, then let me know on Instagram, Twitter, or in the private Facebook group, Manage Your Money Like a Boss. I'd love to hear what resonated with you. And more importantly, what habits are you trying to change now to better your life tomorrow? Thank you so much for listening in. I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.